Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of none other than the one and the only, the absolute amateur hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk about them sports. Amateur Hour! Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 49. Shrey, we're one away from the 50-piece Chicken McNug. I actually just realized that. You're we're gonna so- have to do it. You've you've been hyping it up for so long. You're gonna have to buy a 50-piece. It's gonna be hard after uh, what you guys will soon learn was my weekly low. Uh, because I'm, <laughs> I'm staying away from food for a little bit. Uh, and, and again, we'll talk about that in a minute. But a promise as a human, is a promise. As a, as a human, I will. I won't uh, uh, say that's a, a good idea. But <laughs> after you talk about it, we'll know. We'll know soon enough what, what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, uh, it's kind of like people have to eat. It's uh, kind of weird. <laughs> imagine. Okay, okay, okay. But imagine how much we could get done if we didn't have to like eat or sleep. I mean, really? Uh, yeah. Think yeah. about how much more TikTok we could watch. <laughs> yeah how much more time we could waste <laughs> exactly because honestly that's probably what we might yeah but but we could you know if you didn't have to sleep those eight hours yeah that's a long time you're, you're sleeping for <laughs> you're sleeping for a third of your life and that's why you should buy a purple mattress <laughs> oh purple <laughs> i i honestly don't know how that type of mattress would be comfortable like just from looking at it it looks like um i don't know like all the holes and it being like looking like silicone and stuff it looks not comfy it, it doesn't look comfy doesn't it like compared to like if i look at a like a tempur-pedic mattress or something like i when someone does the whole handprint thing i'm like oh okay i can see that's comfy like you know what i mean like i can see the comfiness in that but then when s- someone can't do that with the purple mattress it looks like i'm like I don't know, slapping a spatula or something. <laughs> yeah, and it's all like sectioned <laughs> off, and you're like, well, do I just fall into these holes? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just seep through the holes. <laughs> if I turn into a liquid, what's going to happen to me? Will I be safe? <laughs> well, we got a we got a very exciting episode today. We have a little bit of a football playoff action paction, and. I would say two upsets this week. Now, as a disclaimer, we are recording this on Sunday, the 23rd of January, and this is before the two playoff games, which is Bucks versus Rams and Kansas City versus Buffalo. That will be covered next week. We don't know the information yet, but good on whoever wins. Uh, I'm anticipating some pretty good football. <laughs> Great job, insert team name here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you. It's like when you forget somebody's name and they come to say hi to you. Like, ah. <laughs> hey, but hey, pal. What's up? No, 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 no. You know, the new versions are like, uh, what's up, champ? <laughs> champ, champ, what's up, champ, champ, dog, buddy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Chief. Man. I mean, man always works. What's up, man? Like, what's up, dude? What's unless up, you bro? Just, unless you just misgendered somebody. Oh. No, I would, I would never. <laughs> I would never. So... Um, so we got, yeah, it's so we get, it looks like a, a pretty solid episode for us today. And as we start that off, Trey, let's continue with our tradition. Let's get our good vibes rolling with the weekly highs. I'm wrapped up. The weekly highs. So let's start. I'm, with- up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to start a fire. <laughs> 
Um, we'll start with sports, shall we? Ah, shall we? Yes. I want to talk about this performance um, by none other than the process, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. <laughs> Yo, that was good. Yo, that I was... this basketball player. <laughs> I have a good Dennis Rodman. And I have a good Joel Embiid. What's your Dennis Rodman? What's your Dennis Rodman? You don't remember Dennis Rodman? Uh, What's your... I give the, give the ball to Michael. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember you, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about yeah, last. A little bit over here, a little bit over there. <laughs> what we talked about last. I go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Vegas, and uh, I may have broke my my uh, penis. <laughs> <laughs> he split it in half, isn't that a thing? No, he broke it. He broke it. He broke he, it, which I didn't know that you could do that. Because and and not to get too NSFW, but there's no actual bone in there. But I guess you can still break it. I guess. I guess I don't know why they call it a. I don't know why they call it a boner. <laughs> you know, I was reading on Reddit, and I don't know how I got down this rabbit hole. But there was a, um, there was a, there was, it was. I think it was on Ask Reddit, and that's a subreddit for just general questions, like all kinds of questions. And it was something. It was like females of Reddit. What is a misconception that you have about the male, or like just males? And one person commented they thought that there was an actual bone, like animals, that would like. That like activated when that happened. Activated. <laughs> Release the Kraken. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you, know, you know that you know the superhero sledding meme with the buttons. <laughs> Which was the activation? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> all right, well. Uh, that's been our spicy content. Um, <laughs> hey, don't turn out too late. Okay, no, no, it's all right. It's all right. We don't. Uh, if you're new, let's here. go back. Yeah, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. <laughs> His. <laughs> Speaking of what we just talked about, Joel Embiid. Um, Joel Embiid versus the Orlando Magic, and I know, you know, it's the Orlando Magic. It's the Orlando Magic, right? Like, what? Are you, like, what is Mo Bamba gonna do? Although. Unreal performance by Mo Bamba in this game. I'm pretty sure he had like seven threes in the first half. Yeah. Um, Bull Bull somewhere out here, like pissed as hell because Mo Bamba and his dad can shoot seven threes and a half. But <laughs> but, Bull, but he's like, but it's like, I can't get on the court. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but regardless, uh, Joel Embiid dropped 50 points on his head. Uh, in 27 minutes and it was exactly it was 27 minutes and three seconds and so this is the second lowest uh minute total in a 50 point game in the shot clock era the only player that had a better uh time like a quicker time. time yeah like a better like a better time was clay thompson in 2018 <laughs> That's when he uh, did it. His yeah, his like four dribble quarter. Yeah, uh, yeah, he had fifty two points in twenty six minutes against the Bulls. I'm pretty sure that that I remember watching those highlights and being like, "What the hell? How did he do this?" And yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was just every every time he caught the ball, every time he looked at the ball, every time he thought about the ball, that thing was going in. Yeah, it was. Uh, he was on fire. That was like you know him and his thirty seven point quarter against the Kings. Like that was like some unreal uh, shooting display. And Joel Embiid just. He shot 17 for 23, 15 for 17 from the uh, free throw line. He had 12 rebounds. He, three blocks. 
Like, yeah. what more would you want in 27? He played 27 minutes, Max. Like, we remember when we were lauding Jalen Brown for the... His 40-point game. He did he a 40-point game in, like, three quarters, yeah. He did, like, he did like 33 in, like, 19 minutes or something. It, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. Like, it was very well, like, quick. Yeah, so, like, that, like... But, like, to get 50 and you don't even play 30 minutes? I, I, I... You don't even play 30 minutes, and there's 48 minutes in a basketball game. <laughs> he, he said, he, like, could, could you imagine if these coaches let players oh, my play? Beer. <laughs> so, my, my question for you, Max. My question for you, <laughs> My question for you, Max. I'm about is... to do the unthinkable. <laughs> no, seriously. And JoJo, JoJo is somebody who I would trade. You know, remember last week we were talking about, like, what you would do to, like, build a franchise? If yeah. it was that kind of a superstar, that's, that's what I'm going to go after. That's, a dominant, yeah. dominant big man in an era where, where the traditional dominant big man has kind of been phased out, mm-hmm. this guy can do it all. I mean, he can he can hit those jumpers inside yeah, like it's nobody's business. Out. And that's what makes him so lethal, right? That's the ideal because you always talk about how you got to make them pay if they leave the mid-range open. Yeah. He makes them pay. And he can that's fade what, too. That's what Jokic and Embiid, they proved that although you need to be able to shoot the three, the ability to play inside out is still – required almost like you like you have that height difference and like Shaq always talks about it right like if you're seven feet tall you should be dominating in the post and like Chuck talks about it too like you can't be seven feet tall and like fading away on every shot and shooting Uh, AD (laughs) literally and shooting like when you shoot a three you gotta know it's gonna go in because it's a good three-point shot right so play the ability to play inside out it only helps your momentum it only helps you know get your feet wet in the game so that your ability to score 30 points is so much easier if you're playing in the post and you're that tall, right? There's not a lot of people that can guard you, especially with the, the footwork of Embiid and like just the, the mind and the, the ability to shoot over anybody that Jokic has as well. Like, like his hook shot over, over a lot of these people, like it's unmatched, right? No one can block it. My question for you, Max, my question for you, Max, is what's more impressive, right? What's more impressive? Would you, when you look at a stat sheet or when you look at a game, would you, be, are you more impressed in like, you know, the more points and less minutes type of thing? Or like he plays a lot of minutes and he scores X number of points that is a, a team record or uh, NBA's sort of like it hasn't been done. Like when Devin Booker scored 70, right? Does yeah, that impress you yeah. more? than Embiid scoring 50 and 27 or is it the opposite like what do you think I think it depends for me because it's like uh, it's also like did you win right because scoring is great but did you win right uh that's first and foremost for me obviously Philly you know took the cake and uh Devin Booker didn't win a 70 point game though he didn't nope he didn't that was against that was against Boston yeah (laughs) yeah yeah somehow this yeah uh so did you win and I think high point totals are because you can get flash hot, right? Like JB, like when he scored X amount in X time, I think that's very Mm -hmm. impressive. Mm -hmm. But if you can do that for the full game and rack up crazy points, I think it's just a little bit extra of a testament to how hard you can go for how long. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Embiid was on fire and Embiid honestly probably could have dropped 70 if he kept playing. For sure. So, so I I guess I'm equally impressed by no, like the coaches is- no no i don't no. i don't because the, the coach is not there for for him to get his stat sheets and i don't think yeah. Embiid, while he is a player and he cares about his stats 
it's like if you did everything that you could to make your team win, that's all you got to do. Mm. Unless you talk to the coach and you have a, 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 like you say something, you're like, I want to keep playing. Da 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 da. But a lot of coaches will be like, hey, you know, we're already up and stuff like that. Like, right. And some some players get miffed about it. Some players are like, you know, I totally understand. Like, say Kobe, right? When Kobe had 62 on the Mavericks in three quarters, right? He didn't play that whole fourth quarter. And I, he did his job. I don't think he complained or anything about not getting back in. He, ex- I think he actually wanted to kind of make a statement that like, Oh, he was going to take over. I don't have to play. I don't have have to to play play this fourth quarter. Yeah. So that that's, that's hard. Cause like, like when you have done so much that you've just wrecked a team in the amount of time that you played and you're like, "Eh, I don't really have to do like, that's crazy. I think that's cool. But then there's other players, right? Like Shaq. And uh, we were just talking about this off podcast when Shaq had 60, 61 on the Clippers. Uh, he i think he he's talked about this kind of in joking and passing but he was like you know you know phil phil to, uh i told phil i wanted to go back in but uh he wouldn't put me back in because he didn't want um uh he didn't want me to to break michael's record <laughs> he didn't want me to he didn't want me to, he didn't want me to hit 70 <laughs> he didn't want me to hit 69 so um and he so he was like i could have had 69 that day because he he got taken out too right after he just roasted the clippers right so there's like I guess there's two. It depends on how the player also feels. Because like if you're like so confident, once you score fifty, that like yeah the game is over, and you just have that mentality that like yeah I just did what I needed to do, and hey they just needed my fifty today. I think that I think that like I'm like ooh that's cold that's cold, but um, like then you always get that what if like dang well, like, they're, what if they're both impressive though yeah yeah I know but like I think I think to answer your question it like concisely this time it they're both impressive i think they're both they're different and the same it's like you're scoring uh, x amount of points in x amount of time or you're just scoring x amount of points you're mm. scoring a lot and that's impressive when you're in the professional level so For so sure. props to props to whatever it is and i think they're they're really they're two different records because there is you like you said there's always that like what if you're like what if you kept this guy that was scorching hot in but then you also have law of averages right yeah. maybe he would maybe he wouldn't if you want to like keep that record for, you know, time, cut it off, keep it, you know, I, and again, if you've done everything that you can to win, cut it off. You did, you did your job. Yeah, you know? for sure. For sure. 50 points in 27 minutes. I mean, it's that's- crazy. It's really, it's really astonishing that like, regardless of the competition, you're still playing NBA competition, 50 points in a game. First of all, insane. Then 27 minutes, you're like, well, <laughs> this guy's just here and everyone else is kind of like, you know, fighting. He's, for play, he's playing a JV team right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was, I mean, he was like, like we talked about, he did everything. He was shooting faders. He was posting up. He was yeah. dunking on people. He was shooting yeah. open threes. Like he was doing everything that he had to and do. And a guy that shoots 80% from the free throw line, 75 plus 80% from the free throw line, yeah. that size. It can't, it, it can't go unnoticed that like you want a big guy that can make free throws at the end of games when you need them, like close out games, Jokic. It always, and it goes back to those guys, Jokic and bead. Like they have all the talent and they make their free throws. So you don't have to take them out. Like it, it, it's such a small part of the game, but it's so pivotal. Ben Simmons, when- ben Simmons is crying in the club right now. <laughs> no, seriously. When you're big man, when you're, when you're true five makes, has a higher th- free throw percentage than you do. Yeah, and a higher three point percentage than you do. Yeah, I'd be upset. I'd be I'd be distraught. It's because it's embarrassing. 
Anyway, Shrey, what about your personal life? What's uh, what's good this week? What was what was Ooh. new and exciting? What was new and exciting? Uh, I made brownies. Okay, that's. Well, I mean, that's instant high. Instant high, right? Oh no, I know what you're going for. That's not no regular brownies. Regular, <laughs> regular, high. regular, regular fudgy with some walnuts brownies from the package like in it, it like because you know you know how i love you know how i love eating like mini chocolates and just kind of like snacking on chocolates i just if i if there's like a bag of chocolates and and i'm like kind of hungry i'll be like well like you know i probably wouldn't be so hungry if i had a snickers right now right so then i'll eat a snickers right so hungry that, grab a snickers <laughs> so i'm like i'm like a chocolate in any other form is also like it is it, acceptable it's like, good is it, oh it's 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 i feel better about it because i'm like at least i'm not just eating straight sugar at least there's like something to go along with the sugar like like an egg or something <laughs> like there's something like i feel like oh this is more like filling than like because like after i eat like four pieces of chocolate or like starburst or something i just feel bad i'm like ugh. Like I, like I, I didn't I, actually eat anything. I just like, yeah, I didn't, made my I didn't, mouth move. For I sure. didn't eat anything. Like now yeah. my mouth is all sugary, and now I have to go eat dinner. Like I have to go make like I don't know noodles or something, and I'm like, oh, there's still like strawberry or cherry flavor in my mouth, and it's just not it's just not a great experience. So to have something where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna wait for it. There's no instant gratification, and then it'll taste good. Like I love that, and it's filling. Like a brownie is like satisfying. You have you have oh, one to yeah. three brownies. One to three brownies is a good is a great satisfying. Yeah, two you know? brownies, two brownies. You get a scoop of ice cream. Two brownies. You heat them up a little bit. Get a scoop of ice cream. Whipped cream on top. Like I used to say less. D- I mean, I'm DQ there. DQ W Y A. That's I really is like. What else do you need? Sit by the fire, curl up with a good book, you know, just tell your loved ones that you love them and All right, sure, watch as the world slowly crumbles to rising inflation. And <laughs> like, uh, Well, yeah. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Hell yeah. Okay, dude. well, I think, Shrey, this is the perfect transition. Uh, I'm going to take us to the opposite side of food and I'm going to take us into the weekly lows. <laughs> the lows. Oh no! <laughs> I'm I'm, uh, I'm interested so the to see what the opposite side, side so Shrey, of food is. Yeah. Well, Shrey knows the opposite side of food based off of our off pod texts, and uh, I did something. I did something that, in hindsight, 2020 probably shouldn't have done. So on Monday, oh, okay. on Monday of this past week, I went out to eat. I went out to like a chain Mexican restaurant. Normal. It was fine. It was normal. I got a burrito, but I had already like had like a work meal that week. And you've been there uh, before. No, first time actually. Oh, okay. Now, okay. now, now we're getting somewhere. First, okay, first time. So I, I had already like eaten before that, so I wasn't too too hungry. So I ate about ah, about a third of the burrito, you know. Then I took it home, put it in my fridge, wrapped it up. Everything was fine. Come Friday, so about five days later, five days, uh, I decide for lunch on my lunch break that I'm like I'm gonna eat the rest of this burrito. No, you did not. Five days later, Max. So I took the burrito out no. and I ate it. Wait, 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 but how did you? Well, how, 
how did you package it up? How did you package it up? So it was in a tinfoil thing with a plastic lid and you just kind of put the tin. So there was definitely air getting in there, even though it was in the fridge. So I ate it. I ate it. I wolfed it. And I didn't even heat it up. I ate it cold and raw. In a, in, in, <laughs> and here's the thing. About three, four, five hours as I'm like into my workday ending, my stomach starts to feel weird. And I'm like, this, I don't feel good. So I get home and I'm like on the couch. I'm like, my stomach does not feel good. My roommates ask me, they're like, hey, we're going to go shopping. Do you want to come? And at this point, it's like five, six o'clock. I do not feel good. I'm like, oh no, something is wrong. I was like, I have to go throw up. They're like, oh, you're fine. Just like, you know, sleep it off. I almost puke, but I don't. I go upstairs. I try to like sleep it off. Nothing happens. I get up. I go into my bathroom. All I have to do is like touch my fingers inside because I was like, I have to puke. Something's wrong. Oh, you pulled trig? I had to pull trig. Oh, no. And then straight projectile. No bueno. bueno. Projectile vomit. And that was the first of four sessions that evening. The first of four sessions. And uh, yeah. So did you know instantly? Because it it happened that night or it happened – that happened after- that night. It happened that night about like when I would digest the food. So you, but you didn't know instantly when you ate it that like something felt off about it. Nothing felt no, off about it. No, but now now I'm looking at it. It's a five day old burrito. The lettuce that came with it was looking a little brown. Like, like what's good? There was sour cream with it. Like what was I doing? And so oh. I food poisoned myself. And then I then I just spent yesterday the next day just in bed. I was in pain. I could barely oh, get up. No. And I know it's bad when I can't even play video games. Like when I'm sitting no. in my chair, just like, <laughs> just like, uh, uh, no, dude, I, it was that night. I didn't get any sleep the next day. So that 24 hours of food poisoning, awful. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Cause like, I'm assuming when you got, did, did the food look fresh? I guess when you got it, like, as was fresh it- as a chain Mexican restaurant looks. Okay. And I don't want to profile chain Mexican yeah, restaurants. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, if you have like the the mom and pop shop, which which I live I live in Arizona. I live in Phoenix. There are so many great places. So for me to go to a chain, I, I must have been down bad. You know, <laughs> it's like not that's not that's like my last choice. Your wallet thanked you, but your stomach did not. No, dude, even these mom and pop shops are like very reasonably priced. Like Cafe oh. Zamora right by my work, it's like I can get a burrito for like 9 bucks. Like a good burrito. Yeah. I don't know. Nine bucks is a lot too. I'm like, that's like my, that's like my, that's like my, uh, what do you mean? But I'm assuming... it's cheaper than Chipotle. Oh, Chipotle well... is like 11 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. For you, for you, for you, for you. I don't eat the meat. Oh, I don't get the meat. So when I get the, when I get the veggie, I can like, even if I don't want the, the, the black bean or some, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, whatever, like it's still expensive. Don't get me wrong. Like Chipotle is still like, Eight eight thirty, and then say I don't I like, and then at that point I'm like I don't even want guacamole, so that's yeah. why I'm like, like guac will be extra. Do you want it? <laughs> so that's no. why that's why no. I've been going. That's why I think we've talked about this before. Qdoba all the way, right? So oh my god, yeah, Shrey and the three people alive that like stand. No, for it's too, it's you're not gonna get me. We've done a poll on this. We've done a poll. On this I answered the the same poll. I was like I'm not gonna go off. I've just been on the on the Qdoba like. Qdoba and Taco Bell, they just like it's just too easy. It's just Taco too Bell, easy. You know, I gotta say, Taco Bell is a lot better than I thought it was. It's and for as a vegetarian, and for vegetarians, one of my roommates everything. is vegetarian. You yeah. can get you can get anything meat, and you just be like, "Can I sub black sub meat?" It out. 
And the yeah. black bean is so much better than the refried bean. Mm-hmm. It's like doesn't taste as like mushy. It's like actually like bean. Well, you want them. You want a restaurant to take care of you. That's that's it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I want you to <laughs> love me like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to love me like my parents. <laughs> you know, I just want you to tuck me in at night. That's it. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. So hindsight is twenty twenty, and realizing mm-hmm. now that like what I did was really a bad call. Um, yeah, it's got to be like a day tops. Like if you're not eating it by the next day around the time or like that evening, like at that point you're like, like five I days, just, five days, Monday yeah, to Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dang, dude, I'm sorry you had to go through that. That's that's tough for I didn't because like sometimes when you like feel like you ate something bad, you just hope that like it's just like a a one night thing. Like okay, I can just like get it out of that's my system. That's what I yeah. thought. I thought the first time that I puked, I thought that that was going to be it because for 15 minutes after that, I felt great. Like mm-hmm. my adrenaline was going because I just puked. I was like, okay, I got it all up and out. And then Trey, for the next literally 24 hours, I couldn't keep anything down. Like even, oh. even, and not to get too graphic, but even on the other end, it was just liquid. Like nothing was staying. <laughs> oh no. Nothing oh, was no. staying. Because like, literally just bile. Yeah. And then. <laughs> it was, it was, it was gross. So I, Yeah. Yeah, and then like you, and then like you want to drink water because you feel so dehydrated, but then like that doesn't stay down either. You're like afraid no. every time you take a sip, but you know you have to drink water, otherwise it's not gonna. Well, that was the worst part of like the first like eight hours is because I was so weak and so dehydrated, yeah. and so like I would take my water bottle and literally yeah. like you have to like sip, sip it. Like yeah, step. oh, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't like, have any more because I I did it first, and I you do like up. you open your mouth like this much, and then you're done. You're <laughs> like, oh, well, now I gotta go back to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like like sip. Yeah, and so Ugh. every every couple every like hour or so, I'd be on the toilet. It just was not. But we're better now. Not Thank fun. God. I woke up today, and like my stomach is like decent. I had my first food in a while. I had oatmeal. Just wanted to start with something really. Yeah. Boring, oh, yeah. Go simple. And basic. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have like toast. Uh, I probably lunch. like I probably like stay away from high amounts of like cheese or something for a little bit. Yeah, cheese and dairy. Like, Honestly, that, like, like I'm just, just a lot carbs. at the same time. Yeah, just a lot at the same time. Yeah, just just I'm just gonna like carb up and rebuild that base and you know go from yeah. there. Yeah. So anyway, that's my personal low. <laughs> Not fun. Not fun at all. And that's even too, I tried good. like at one point like Pepto Bismol. Couldn't keep that down. Like it just was. You couldn't keep it like a thumbs down. Dang. So I'm telling you, everything went right through me. I'm telling like, you, everything. Oh, dang. Like yeah. there's like so, that's when you feel like there's like no hope. Like I just have to like gut it out. No, for no pun intended, but <laughs> my guts were out. Yeah, they were. Spill <laughs> uh, your guts. Uh. So yeah, that's where we're at. And what's your sports low? Oh, well, so, okay. So, right. Transitioning into my sports low. Yeah. So last night, I believe last night, two nights ago. Yeah, it was last uh, night. It was Milwaukee Bucks versus the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, it was, it was last night or two nights ago. Yeah, yeah. Last night or two nights ago. Timetable irrelevant. What is yeah. relevant is that Grayson Allen, who we thought went away, is still violent in the NBA and broke the wrist of Alex Caruso following an incredibly dangerous flagrant foul in which Caruso got a pass to the basket. He was going up. He was already in the middle of the air. Allen jumped up behind him, went for the ball with the first hand, then wrapped his second hand around him, ripped him down in the middle of the air, 
and the dude landed on his shoulder and his wrist, fracturing his wrist. And I don't think he dislocated his shoulder, but man, was that a hard, ugly fall. Yeah, just awful. Awful, because you, you talk about Grayson Allen, right? Like, since he was in college, he's been known as a cheap player, right? Like He's got he, a rep. He already had yeah. a rep, and that's never something that you want to have as somebody who... Who, who does that kind of a thing right like he's a guy he he was you know tripping people like he got Rapping frustrated in games yeah hugging. and he yeah. didn't need to do any of that because in college he was like a close to 20 point per game scorer like he's like a really good player and yeah. for the bucks right like we talk about the beginning of his career you know he had that stuff with um with utah and he had a little bit he had a, he had a couple situations there but then since he came to milwaukee like it seemed like you know everything had kind of quieted down. Like it was only this year he was right? he was like a solid like bench rotation player, right? Yeah, it, he was, it was only yeah. this year where you were like when Giannis was out for a while and during the COVID times, um, you saw him get some. You saw time. him get some more minutes, and you were like, oh man, this guy can still score. Like he's scoring at an NBA level. He can be like with Connaughton and Nawara, like a really solid bench addition. Right. But then like you see this happening right and like the way the play happened right if he had just left the first hand up on the ball or like even if it was like on near the arm and he just left it up and he just did the contest and kind of moved past him right right let it slide because you know that when you're going for a block and you miss your hand's gonna fall off or even if you grab somebody the momentum's gonna carry you down and you're not really like grabbing onto somebody you might slap right you might get contact but you're not like you're not holding. And it was the second hand, like you said, Max. It was the second hand that went across. So he had the he had the hand on the ball, and then he went across the arms, and then he did a like a slight motion down. And that's was that like when you have that force going down and you're and a, and a, and a guy is going up one direction and you're basically pulling him in another direction and like increasing his uh speed going down along with gravity like it, it's a harder fall and especially you're you're pulling down the one thing that is now vulnerable and that's his hands because you're pulling because he he can't also try to save himself when you're pulling him down and that's yeah, exactly and you saw how he landed he landed like this he, yeah right, exactly he didn't have his hands to catch him no he only had his his shoulder and his body and and that's the thing i've i've yelled at kids at the gym for this because when they they're like oh no easy buckets or i had to foul you no mm-hmm. When somebody's up in the air, especially in exactly like Caruso was, because Caruso was off his second step. He was he was literally going to the bat. He's probably about a foot away from the basket. Yeah. And then getting pulled down there. If you get get hit at that point in time, you like may not know what's going to happen. And like you just said, that force of gravity plus the force of somebody else is going to disrupt your whole like body's ability to like calculate a landing. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get hurt. If he slid off, that's fine. For sure. You know, it still could have been like a bad, bad foul. But when you hold on to somebody and rip them to the ground. There's intent injury. there. There's intent there. And There's intent wrist, there. You, you broke his wrist. Yeah. So, I mean, even at the time, right? Like, you don't know he broke it. You don't know you fractured his wrist. There was no remorse from Allen, right? He went, he left, uh, he left smiled. kind of that area. He just started walking away. They were, you know, all his teammates were checking up on, um, on Caruso and things like that. And he gets the flagrant too. He gets he gets ejected. And you see him with the towel and like a side smirk, kind of like like I don't know if it was just the camera caught him in a bad bad position, but like it was immediately after the call. So you're like, 
he's got to be thinking about the call and he's side smirking, almost thinking like, what, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> I didn't even do it. Like, you know, that thing. Um, I saw something in a, I think it was a, I saw a clip from a woman's basketball game recently where, um, uh, they were doing a, they were doing an outlet. One of the teams was doing an outlet pass to the center court and, uh, the defender tried to come in and swoop in and like, uh, try to steal the ball, but ended up banging the shoulder of the, the player looking this way at center court, trying to get the ball. So there's someone behind her going boom and like all that weight going on the shoulder. And then she's left on the court and then that player like walks off and it's kind of like, she, she, I think she originally thought like, Oh, like I didn't even like hurt her that bad or whatever. But when she started staying on the ground, you're like, she's like, Oh shoot. I think I actually like, so like you could tell the, her based on her eye, like her eyes and stuff and like looking at the um the jumbo trying like oh like yeah i kind of hurt her bad so that like you can tell well, it that, shows, that's such a moment yeah no but it shows a lack of character if you feel like For you sure. have to like hurt somebody you know or like that's the only way that you do that or that hurting somebody is acceptable or that that, that kind of thing is like okay it yeah. just like billy donovan the bulls coach he he i watched his press conference on that he came out and he's like that was really bad and he said what everybody's thinking he's like that is really bad. And some people I've seen some people in comment sections, you know, try to argue that, oh, he was going for the ball. Perhaps the you can argue arm, that the, with the first second arm. Second you're arm. never wrapping that somebody up. And and how often, really, unless arm. you're John Morant, are you going for a block with two hands? And it wasn't straight <laughs> up. You know, what well, I mean? he didn't like, well and he he wasn't like directly facing the ball too. So he couldn't have like done that type of block. He was coming from the side and and like his momentum was going this way, at least with a jaw block, even if he used both hands, he was directly facing the ball behind the player. And so he was able to go up and like literally jump over him to get the ball. You talk about, you talk about the coach or you talk about Billy Donovan. What about coach Bud's response? Like his response was like half, like I have to kind of, you know, fight for my player here, but also he knew that it was like a dangerous play. He like you could tell a he dangerous was dangerous kind of, play. He yeah. was like he was like, you know, it was a borderline play. Like I didn't really disagree with the call. When like when someone says like I didn't really disagree with the call, you know like they're trying to yeah, stand up for the player. Say, yeah, they just yeah, exactly. It's basically just say insert I know it was wrong. Like that's literally like that like because you can't be like yeah that's a horrible double play negative. for my player. I didn't disagree. <laughs> yeah, I didn't disagree with the call. Like it was a borderline. Like I didn't disagree. Like, like that's when you know. Like he knows. Like yeah, that was that was that was kind of shitty by by Grayson Allen. He just can't say it out loud because his player like he's got to stand up for him and like you know team politics I, and stuff. I, right? so, I yeah, but I don't care. Like again, that's how people get hurt. And and like yeah. I said, like this is this is the only time that I'll get mad. During, during basketball games is if somebody does that kind of thing. Because there was one time where I went to the basket, I beat my guy, and he came up behind me and bear hugged me as I started jumping. And I said, mm. if I came down and I wasn't – or if I went up and wasn't anticipating a hug and I came down on my ankle or I came down and my knee tweaked, like that's how you hurt somebody and you put them out for days, weeks, or maybe even like a season. Yeah, and especially – In the name of no easy buckets, like that – it's the it's the it's the contact where you're not expecting it. Right? Like when you're going up for a contest and it's that body to body contact, normally play like players are all expecting that when they go up to the rim, right? Like you're not expecting a free pass at the at the hoop every time. So you're 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 taking that to account, like, okay, Grayson Allen's coming at me. I gotta expect the body to body contact and and you know, think about how am I gonna fall if I have to and like people have their ways of falling, right? Like, you know, 
they got to do a little push off before or like, you know, roll over, like just find ways so that you're not hurting yourself on the hardcore. But like when you have the 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 purposeful contact, like I'm going to stop your like, I'm not going to be a part of this play, but I'm going to stop your play. That's when other people get hurt because you're not going to expect that type of content. You're not thinking about how you're going to fall when somebody's pulling you back, like when you're going to the hoop or when you're when you're getting your arms shoved. That's yeah. purposeful intent. That's not body to body contact. So it's it's not the same. So that's and and for the, for all these reasons that we just said, that's why this is my weekly low. I, I yeah. think that it was totally unnecessary and and, and dangerous, dude. And his wrist is broken. He may need surgery. No, no, he's getting. I'm pretty sure he's getting surgery. Uh, he has to at this point. And like his season. His season is close to over. If not, he's like the first point of time he's going to come back is April. Like that's most of the regular season at this point. And he's a key player for the Bulls. Like he's a, he's, he's, in, been, he's intense. He's a spark plug. He's defensive defensively. Intensity. He's been exceptional. Like if he had continued the season, I wouldn't have doubt he would have made an all defense team this year. Um, Like that's the type of season he's having. Yeah. That's kind of that sucks. Like, yeah, and for Grayson Allen, and like, and I, I sure, I sure as hell hope that that wasn't in the Bucks game plan to have literally like bench player come in and like hurt people. I know in college a lot of times they'll have agitators. Literally, like people will be on the team to like agitate, just to foul, yeah, to, to, to foul and to agitate mentally like other stars. But to do that on a professional level, no, that so I'm I'm not blaming the Bucks for it, but you know that it's part of it's kind of at this point ingrained in his game that like he's gonna try whatever he can to stop the play from happening, and like whether that means abiding by the rules and getting caught for it, or you know he sneakily does it and no one really sees him until after the fact on video. Like right. he does those he does those little things that like are intent is there to like i'm kind of don't care i'm just gonna stop you in whatever way i can but then he doesn't really stop right like he doesn't have that line he always kind of crosses it a little bit more each time and you always and you, you thought like for the past year and a half he was he had changed in a sense where it's like nothing's been happening now he's turned into a really good player and I don't know. Like now it's now it's back in your mind. It's like kind of like you have to gain that trust again from your peers and from the fans and they won't think of you like they did on Thursday. Like they're going to think of you from this point on and it's going to be what they thought of you when you were in college and when you were in Utah. And that's why you got, you know, even, <laughs> and even Duke fans were slamming him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not great. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's progress here and let's talk about the football action paction that we saw over the past day. Now that everybody knows at this point that Treyas's favorite football takes place on Saturdays, and we had some I love really, Saturday football. <laughs> we had some really great Saturday football last night and yesterday. Uh, we had the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Tennessee Titans and King Derrick Henry, and then we had the San Francisco 49ers, who were an incredible underdog and uh, for a lot of people a write off versus Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Shrey, which game do you want to talk about first? I want to talk about... Let's talk about that first game first, the Titans-Bengals game. Titans-Bengals, okay. Well, okay, so my thoughts, my initial thoughts, are that everybody on the Bengals played exceptional, except for their offensive line. For sure. Nine That's sacks. Nine sacks. But props, and I saw this on all, all the talk shows on everything, 
props to Joe Burrow for maintaining his composure after getting sacked nine times. Yeah. Regardless, though, again, except for the offensive line, everybody else executed to perfection. The interceptions, oh, my God. And look, 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 we have to understand it's, you know, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. But some of those inceptions were great football plays. And you got to give the defense credit for that. Uh, you know, yeah. Joe Mixon was with it. It the like, the the deflection, right? He he tried to throw the little screen he, pass, and he deflected it and and, and caught and it caught on the it. way down. I think that was uh, Mike Hilton. Yeah, great play. Um, yeah, but some of the ones, yeah, like as much the as last that one. Is a, the, the last one was was Tannehill's fault. The last he one, Tannehill. The, the first, defenders. the first one was so stupid. That was the first pass, right? Like it was like I was like, oh jeez, I was like, this here we go, like because. We talk about Ryan Tannehill as oh, no, an improved. Oh no, you again. <laughs> we talk about Ryan Tannehill as an improved player, right? Like, oh, look at the system he was in in Miami under Adam Gase. He really stunk it up. Like, he, he felt like he didn't have a real future in the NFL. You know, coming in as like you know college wide receiver turned quarterback and all that stuff. Then he comes and and plays in Tennessee in the Vrabel system and excels right like he has like his first seven games were like whoa where who is this guy like is this ryan Tannehill that we saw in miami like they're Mama, insane. there goes that man yeah and they were winning games and yes they still win games the way they play but they're huge like it, like it's tough for them to compete every week with that like massive offensive talent right, right? and you and you look at you look at cincinnati with joe burrow jamar chase Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, who, although did not play well in that game, I really like him as a player. Right. Tyler Boyd. Like, they have weapons, and, they, and they're and they a pass-first offense with Joe Mixon that is a, a receiving running back as well as being able to rush as well, right? Like, But they're a yeah, pass-first he, offense. He, yeah. And so when you're stagnant with a Derek – we talked about this off-podcast. Derek Henry, obviously not, not healthy. Fully obviously not 100%. Has, has a metal plate in his foot, some screws in his foot. You know, he's only taken practices up to this point, and this is his first real game action. And also, like, the practices didn't start too long ago. No. It, it's not enough ramp-up time to get you into no. that shape. Because also, you have to realize that the, 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 everybody else is in playoff form. They're yep. at the literal peak right now. They, they need to perform at their best every single game. They've been working all season to get to this point. Like, it is what it is. And you, having taken time off, you needed more time to get back. So I, I don't fault Derrick Henry in that respect. You know, we still know that what he's capable of. It's just you could see the way that he was moving and he was running. He's just not the Derrick Henry that we, we know in terms of like how he performs during the regular season. Yeah, and I I mean, arguably the better rusher in this game was Deontay Foreman, the backup. Yeah, he, he sprung off some, some, big tack, uh, some big runs and – was able to fight off tackles and he looked kind of Derek Henry esque on some of these runs. And you can tell because he's been playing football during the, like during this whole time, he was the number one, he was the lead back when, when Henry was, uh, was not playing. So it felt like obviously he's in that mid season form. And when you're Henry, right? Like I'm pretty sure what did he rush? He had uh, three yards of carry. Like yeah. that's not, that's, that's like, you can't tell me that's, Derek Henry, like that's Derek Henry when he's rushing right. three yards a carry. Like he's got to spring a big run one of these times, right? Twenty rushes for sixty yards. That's bottling him up, and you can tell that he didn't have that burst. 
he wasn't in like I mean like he wasn't in that midseason peak form that we're so used to Derrick Henry uh showing on a on a week to week basis. Right. And then when you couple that with Ryan Tannehill's miscues, like the like they were still in the game, Max. 16-16, they still had a shot. 16-16, yeah. And then he throws and then he throws a a, a heavily contested pass, right? All you have gets, to do is get to field goal range. That, that's... He, get, he gets tipped. What, what, like, what was it, like 30 seconds, 20 seconds left? Mm-hmm. And he gets picked, and they're able to make a couple, they're able to make a couple plays and, and kick a field goal, and your season's over. Like, the ability to not make that, that, that play at the end of the day, regardless of how crappy you played throughout the rest of the game. It's just, it's just, that just kind of separates the offense. Uh, separate, that separates the offenses. Yeah, right. And that's, that's who's going to win. And that's who's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. I'm excited for this. The, this Cincinnati team is so fun to watch. <laughs> I'm like, I'm excited to see them in the AFC championship game because if they play, you know, KC or even Buffalo, right? Like both of these matchups, you're like, ooh, like these are some offenses that, could provide like a shootout type game. The only thing I'm I'm a little bit worried about is once you get a better offense, right? Like Tennessee, obviously, we can we can agree probably one of the weaker one seeds yeah. in recent history, right? Uh, oh, for sure. I was actually surprised when they made the playoffs. Y- yeah, when they made the playoffs, I thought so. I thought they were gonna be like a top four seed, but when that when Casey. When Casey lost that game and then Tennessee sprung up and they just kind of kept it there, regardless of the injuries, I was like, I was like, wow. First, I thought, wow, what an opportunity missed for the Patriots. We could have been that week one seed. Why did it have to be Tennessee? We we could have lost to we could have lost to Cincinnati. Like what could have done after right. a bye week? Like that would have been nice. Um, but no, we had to lose and you know, just completely quit against the Bills. Second, I thought, like like KC is the real one seed, regardless of what their actual numerical seed is. They play like a one seed. So Tennessee losing this game was it a was it a huge uh, shock being a one seed? No, like I'm I'm I did like uh, some like bracket stuff and I picked Cincinnati because just the offenses they can't compare with it. So it's gonna be a lot. It's it's just fun to watch Cincinnati. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting to see how they defend a team like the Bills or KC, but it's right. gonna be a shootout nonetheless. So, yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, I well, I guess yeah, go team, whoever wins, right? Go team, yeah. We're gonna have to figure out who actually that is, but yeah, okay. So another another interesting topic: the the other football game that we had was the Forty ers and the Green Bay Packers. No. Man, like people, you know, people were talking to me and they said, "Hey, who do you think is going to win?" I and I kept saying F Green Bay the whole week cuz I don't I don't like the team. I just, yeah. Man, yeah. But did that mean yeah, you right. knew they were going to lose or you just no. didn't want them to win? No, I didn't want them to win. I didn't yeah. want them to win. But I was like I was like the 49ers are not beating Green Bay. And this is why Shrey, this is why I don't bet on sports. This <laughs> yeah, is why I don't bet on sports. Me neither, dude. <laughs> I can't because every time you think something's going to happen, doesn't happen it happens the opposite way so it's crazy uh, i i i mean same thing it was a game-winning field goal and san francisco beat green bay so is i mean so many questions come up after this it's what what is green bay's you know what is what what's green bay gonna do is yeah. rogers staying yeah is 
in in in, for, in San Francisco is Jimmy G staying? Yeah. Uh, let's okay. Well, let's go Aaron first because we've talked about that a lot, dude. Krusty Rogers. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know I can't confidently say that I see him staying after this after the start of this season. I mean that was a topic for I think like two of our episodes where we just talked yeah. about like Aaron Rodgers' beef with the GM his desire to like not rebuild his desire to like have more of a decision in the roster changes that they were making. Yeah. And if you think that he wasn't already upset and this isn't going to put more, you know, gas on the fire. I I, I don't think he's going to stay. I don't know where he's going to go, but yeah, well it's, it's crazy because you would think like, Oh, Green Bay, if they don't feel comfortable with Jordan Love at this standpoint, just pay Rodgers, right? Like, just keep, like you know what I mean. Like he'll come if you pay him enough money, right? That's probably what have happened with Tom Brady and the Patriots. If they had paid him enough money, uh, they probably could have kept him, right? Even for a year. I'm sorry, I digress, but <laughs> I digress. I just had to, I just had to throw we that. Can't I talk about to, the what ifs, Trey. We already. Uh... I just had to throw that out there. I just had to throw that out there, but. So say you pay him enough money, but they are not in that position. They have one of the worst cap situations. Like, and it's not even just like real dollars. It's like, they're like $40 million over the, like, over the cap, over the, like, it's pretty bad. It's bad. So they have like them and I'm pretty sure it's like them and the Saints or something. Like they, they have one of the worst situations. Right. So it's gotta be like, they either gotta figure out other contracts and see if they can fit him in and try to give him a decent deal. But at that point, like is the, the relationship just gone. Right. And then, and then let's talk about, let's talk about the domino effect. If Rogers leaves, what do you do with Devonte Adams? He's a free agent next year, right? You want to pay him as well, right? You don't want to lose that kind of talent. You don't want to lose two franchise altering talents at the same time. Right, like talk about not wanting to go into rebuild if you're Rogers. You're at the bottom of the league if you lose both of those guys. So Devonte Adams is another big decision, and then and then now you have the stories going in my head. I'm like, well, then what if Rogers goes to like Denver and says, <laughs> and then Devon, and then he says, Devonte, come over come here, with, come with me. Yeah, and now right. you got like some super team with like like Denver with Rogers and all those great receivers. Now you're like. And that that defense, you're like, what the heck? Um, so like this could change the field this coming off season. Do I think? Do you think he's gonna retire? I don't. I don't believe so. Like, cause that's, oh, Shailene Woodley's not gonna let him retire. Harry, <laughs> baby, you need to make money because I have not been in movie for one year. <laughs> I Has she been do- anything? I can I only bleach any. my asshole for so long. <laughs> As Shailene would believe in anything, Shailene. Oh no, I have no idea. I thought the last movie she really did was like, did she was she in the Divergent series? Was that her? A- Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend Shailene Woodley is quiet on Packers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they apparently they have a non-traditional relationship. Source says. I that, that I don't know what so that, many things that, that could mean so many things. I think the non-traditional part is just like them. Those two, yeah. those two people in a relationship, Shailene Woodley, like that, that itself is not traditional. I don't think there's anything about the relationship. Yeah, there's okay. There's only an eight year. 
there's only an eight year age gap so that's not it's just the people yeah i think i think that's really what it is yeah <laughs> these people are weird <laughs> why are they in a relationship <laughs> i don't like it it's not conventional you're messing up our standards oh god uh, no but um <laughs> yeah like do i think he's gonna retire no, no i don't think so there's a lot of money no, on the table because it's money bags it's money bag rogers like and he's not know, yeah and you know what he wants to do is he wants to go somewhere else where he feels like they'll give him more rope on like those gm type decisions new england new england and you oh my god it, do you I think I think hell would freeze over before he came here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, there's no way. Over. That was a joke. There's no that way. was a joke. There's no way. Like I honestly I joke. I joke. But honestly, no. honestly, if I'm New England, I could sit I obviously you have to consider a talent like that, right? But but like just having Bill in the middle, Bill is like the like no, exactly. you're just meeting but... your boyfriend for the first time and then he's like the dad, he's like what did you say about me? Like <laughs> Bill, Bill is the dad with the shotgun. Bill yeah. is the dad with the shotgun. Like he has it. Like Aaron, Aaron shows up to the first dinner and he's sitting there. He's like cleaning his gun. He's like, "Well, I see you've been dating my daughter. Why don't you have a seat?" Because you know who makes the decisions. It's Bill. Oh, it's all Bill. It's all Bill, and that's been his demise too. So having somebody, so having a hey, guy. Brady. That- and it ha- no, well, and it happens a lot with these Why people. Why did we that kind pay of- Brady? I mean, can we talk about can we talk about one more thing with this game, which kind of relates back to the Patriots? With they could have had Debo Samuel, and and instead we picked Nikhil Harry because he likes the coach at uh, Arizona State or wherever the heck Nikhil Harry's from. Um, and he just believed his word, and all his scouts told him. AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf. These are guys that we've all done a ton of research on. Pick one of these guys. It's like a no brainer. And he goes, hmm. How about I offer you tall man that can't run routes with no hands? And they're like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And he's like, that's exactly the position we're in to do. (laughs) Write the card, send it in. The coach likes him. Done. Like, man, so back to Rodgers, I think he's going to find another position. He's gone. I think, like, we thought, I think we talked about this in the offseason before, Max, but I originally thought, like, he was going to hold out or something. They somehow, like, scraped together a a deal for him to to bring him back. They gave him some money. They kind of just let him... You know, for this year, for this for year. this year, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, right, right. That that, that that's my whole. How point. long can that Is kind that of relationship was... keep going? No, it can't. He already we already saw that he hates the freaking GM. Yeah, he freaking hates him. <laughs> What's the GM's name? Um, Gudekans. 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 Yeah. Gudekans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He hates that guy, and he literally said he's like either he gets that was one of our episode titles. Either he gets fired or I retire. Now we know we call Aaron's bluff. We know he's not going to retire. But he might go somewhere else. But does but do they do they try to appease him? Do they get rid of all the guys that he doesn't like and he doesn't want, and and they make one last ditch effort for him? Like I straight, see- also no, well straight 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 too. Uh, 
while Aaron Rodgers is incredibly talented, yeah. that man is not a closer. He is not a closer. And when it comes to the end, of, when it comes to the playoffs, man, what what beats the Aaron Rodgers? The teams just never do well. Those Green Bay teams. Never I had I had some well. stat. I had some stats that I found. Um, They're zero so, four against the 49ers. Yeah, that's crazy. Playoffs. That's crazy. With two different quarterbacks, with Kaepernick and Garoppolo twice. And I'm assuming was the third one Alex Smith or who? I don't remember what the the fourth one was. But since the Packers won uh, Super Bowl fifty uh, forty five, sorry, Super Bowl forty five, their win loss in the regular season one hundred and eighteen and fifty seven, and in the last three years thirty nine and ten, insane numbers, right? So they're amazing. Eight division titles, so they never they never lose their division roughly unless Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is like un, unhealthy or like you know what I mean like he's injured. Five playoff appearances where they're either the one or the two seed. So they've been the one seed three times, and they've been the two seed twice. But in the playoffs, their teams have had a 7-9 and nine record in the postseason. They've lost a wild card or divisional round five times in that span, and they've not made the Super Bowl. So it's like unreal regular season performances, otherworldly performances, otherworldly Denver seasons. Nuggets, baby. Yeah, look, I, I, like, I was like almost like... Man, this yeah, this feels very like at like mid two thousands Atlanta Hawksy, like really really good teams. They're always at the top of the table, and then they, and then something happens where like their weakness they and I talked about this too, their weakness they can never overcome it in the in the bigger spots, like like if you're a really good team, Max. Like if you talk about these Patriots teams, they always had some sort. Of I weakness, am a really right? good team. I'll have you know. Yeah. <laughs> You said, are you? I I am. (laughs) Chemistry, 100. Coaching, 100. 100. Defense, (laughs) offense, everything. Player management. Player management. I'm below the cap. One of one. I'm below the cap. Talent. Talent. 100. Yeah. So, but if you're. It's it's a miracle. You know, it's only because the NFL is scripted that I don't win every year. Yeah, it's rigged, right? Okay, if the NFL was rigged, no, no, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. If and here's here's the only argument that I need. If the NFL was rigged, the New England Patriots would never have won. They never all would have won all, all those times. times. All those times. No. All those times. How, how do you? How do you, That's obnoxious because how do you everybody win, hates New England. How do you win? How do you win the uh, the Super Bowl after Deflategate? Like you go I've, through, you go through Deflategate, and then you the week later, the most hated they, team in the NFL. For and then for a full week, everyone's like, "Whoa, you! This team sucks." And then they win the Super Bowl. You let them win the Super Bowl. And then Bowl. they went. <laughs> they became the most. They were the most hated team in the NFL, and that that is a fact. <laughs> so no, you're right. You're right, and that that's for all those people who are like NFL is rigged. No, nope. Well, yeah, and then well, look at the like how if they were rigged, right? The Packers would have won more than once. They would have wanted another like with all the MVP seasons that Rodgers has and everything. You would think like he'd have more than one on this team, but his like the teams that he has, whatever whatever you know, defensive inabilities or if they don't have enough weapons, like he says, or the special teams, or you know what I mean, like something that like normally you would be able to overcome if you're a really good championship team championship caliber team you should be able to overcome it by that like gaining the opportunity of the of the game and just like not having that weakness become a factor right 
-hmm. but the Packers somehow allow their weakness to just shine bright amongst the stars and and just and just they're like here's here's what we do bad go ahead (laughs) just 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 take advantage of it and then you're like you're like okay so you're you're telling me that your special team sucks so we can just block your punts now and your field goals and we'll win a game and you just won't do enough on the other side to like come come about like come out of it (laughs) Like you won't do, you won't have the offense to come out of those little mistakes. Ah! <laughs> like it's insane. I'm freaking out. Like it's yeah. ins- it's really insane <laughs> that every year there's always something, and they just can't get over the hump because of one thing that they never, they could just never, you know, overcome. And like it's got to, it's got to piss Aaron off. I don't, I don't know how the team kind of rebuilds. If they think Jordan Love is the guy, like I, I, I honestly, I don't think he's ready. If he is the guy, he's not just any guy. He's that guy. He's that guy, buddy. <laughs> buddy, you're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. <laughs> I still think that's funny. Uh, yeah. Well, what no, about- I, I just, well, I mean, take it, take it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What about Jimmy Garoppolo on the other side, of Max? I think he's pretty. I think he's pretty replaceable. Mm. that's my take that's my take yeah no no, no. i'll I, say it I, again i, I, I really I do i think he's i think he's pretty replaceable i don't think the 49ers success has been dependent on him and if we think about it he's been injured for a lot of his tenure he's been injured for a lot of his tenure yeah and, for and, sure and a lot of the success goes to the guy who's doing freaking zenny ads um you know george kittle the guy's insane the guy's insane and a lot of their, their success goes to the their rest team of the team building their team building. Their team building. Man, yeah. is so good. Like you look at up and down their roster, and I'm like, man, they have a they have a, like a real stud at almost every position, right? Like you look at you look at their defensive backs, Jimmy Ward. You look at their linebacking core, uh, Fred Warner. You look at their uh, their front four, uh, Eric Armstead, and you look at their wide receivers, Debo. You look at the running backs, Mitchell is turning into a really good player and then they'll get Mostert back and he'll get injured after two games, but he'll be there. And then, uh, and then, and then you have the tight end, tight end group and they have George Kittle, like at almost at like every position. Right. And then they have Robbie Gould as their kicker, like clutch, right? Robbie Gould is the best kicker in the game right now. So like, man, like you got to give props to like that, like compared the team building, right? The, the the Green Bay Packers they always feel like they're missing something, and with the Forty ers yeah they're missing that real key piece of their quarterback. Like they need a better quarterback if they're gonna really be a dominant force. Like they're gonna win some of these games and slip through the cracks, but to be a dominant force and be in the championship game and be a contender every year, they gotta get that quarterback. Other than that, like they're set. Like that's crazy. Like normally you get the quarterback and now you're like crap. What do we give him? Normally, it's not like, oh, yeah, our team is really good. We just need the guy. We'll just like keep trying out guys because we have the guy. We have the we have the team around him to succeed. Anyway, we'll be a, we'll be a contender, any a playoff contender any year. We just need the guy and we'll be a championship contender. Like that's a great position to be in, even if Jimmy Garoppolo is kind of holding you down. Like he's still winning. He's still winning, but he's still kind of holding you down a little bit. I Yeah. I, I agree. Um, and I just think, like I said before, I just don't think that he's the impact. Mm. 
Do you think Trey Lance is the guy? Uh, do you think he? Do you think he can be, or do you think he can be? Uh, I think if you can, I think if you can grow him, right? Again, if you you go with that team building, and and if you realize that he's not the guy, you know, I think it's going to be a pretty easy swap. Pretty easy. It, I mean, it's definitely a difficult decision. You pay you you trade it up to get him, right? And trade you, up to get him, right? Right? Like you you but, said, but, 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 but there's nothing wrong with acknowledging your mistakes as a GM, right? No, you for say, sure. Hey, I drafted this guy. He's not it. Versus like the Miami Dolphins, they're holding on to Tua. Is Tua that guy? A lot of people are going to say that he's not. A lot of people are yeah. going to say that he's not. You know, a lot yeah. of, a lot of Miami fans are very frustrated with how he plays. Yeah, and so. <laughs> It's like, why would you? Oh my God! Yeah, when when Miami when Miami fired their coach this year and a coach who brought them from nothing to something, they were Terrible. one. They were one and seven to start the one year. One and seven, and then they almost made the playoffs. But even if you that, think about years prior, right? Yeah. No, and then he had ten wins. I'm pretty sure they had a ten win season last year too. So like, he's a coach that gets people to play for him. His players like. They like, yeah, like there's stuff in the media about him being kind of uh, hard headed and he doesn't kind of get along with the front office. And I, I I heard something that like Tua and him, you know, don't really see eye to eye all the time. But as long as like you don't have to be friends with everybody, as long as you're winning and you have a good, cordial, professional relationship like Brady and Belichick didn't like each other. They're not chummy and they don't go to bars and do happy hours and stuff. So, hey, on to another round. <laughs> Let me buy a shot for you, Tom. Yeah, but Brian Flores, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like when Brian Flores was hired, when he was brought in, the Miami Dolphins were absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's the problem is that the GM is the GM took Tua with the fifth pick, mm-hmm. which I think is absurd because of how many people were in that draft. Because this Over is Herbert. Over. <laughs> they won't live it down. Honestly, I don't know if they can live that down. If they no, don't get don't the next guy. How do you live that down? You get the perfect, you get the perfect passer, <laughs> passing quarterback coming out of the draft. He makes an impact instantly, and and exactly what you said, Trey. He took he took he took the team from absolutely nothing, and and even like a terrible start. Which again, you, some of it you can blame on the coaching. Yeah, that that's fair. Mm-hmm. But if he took the team from one and seven to ten and seven, mm-hmm. that seems like. They started to hit their stride, and they were this close to actually making the wild card. It, it's got to show for something. Like I, like I, it, at the end of the day, I think it's based on the relationships he had with the front office. That that's what it is because they fired him as soon as the season was over. So like, bad move. They, bad they, move. They couldn't handle kind of his like the difference in opinion, and I think that's like that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow. Because well, you're you're taking away the talent. <laughs> sorry, like, like that's a big pill you just swallowed too, Max. Because there's like he has all the he has all the the makings of a phenomenal coach that'll have a great tenure with the team, and even if he kind of butts heads at times, don't you want your team to win? Like I don't understand. And you sometimes need a difference of opinion, especially if you've been a franchise where things aren't working. Exactly. Imagine, exactly. Right. Imagine having somebody come in. It, it, it's like when you get a performance reviewer at your work, right? You're like, oh, we're not meeting our goals. Somebody comes in, shakes the whole system up. It's honestly, the Celtics could use something like that. Somebody mm. to come in and be like, this isn't working. Instead yeah. of trying to cater to whatever messed up system they're working in right now, blow it up. And I love one quick, I, I said, I told Trey before pod, 
I was like, well, I'm not going to talk about the Celtics. Like, like, it's, 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 everybody says they're like, oh, blow it all up. Blow up the Celtics, except we can't trade Jason Tatum and we can't trade Jalen Brown or Rob Williams or Marcus Smart or Josh Richardson or Al Horford or Naismith or, uh, you know, PP, but blow it all up. But we just can't trade those players. Hey, trade, trade everyone else. <laughs> tell no me how much than, sense that makes. Seriously. You're, you're no better than the Lakers when they offer like THT for Jeremy Grant or like THT for Ben Simmons. <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, we have <laughs> trade offer. We'll give you Grant Williams for, <laughs> for Luca. <laughs> Done. <laughs> all right Shay, uh, so before we go uh yeah. i do well you know it's a new year it's well into the new year now christ january it's almost february wow yeah so i want to bring back the gauntlet this is oh yeah you know, one of my favorite things but we're gonna do it a little bit different this time instead of doing sports players this round we're gonna have a new mini series of gauntlet with announcers everybody knows and loves or hates announcers and we're going to go through the nfl and the nba and we're going to do play-by-play and we're going to do color so this week shrey we have nfl play-by-play yeah so i'm excited to start a new little gauntlet series um oh oh and before and for those of you who don't know or just joining us the gauntlet is our form of start bench cut where we have four uh players or announcers in this case One of them gets your golden egg, which is the highest honor that you can bestow. Two of them are going to sit on your bench, which they're neither good nor bad, or they could be both. And then one person is going to get cut from their current job, go to work at Home Depot, and never do professional sports things again. Mm -hmm. All right. Who have we got today? Yeah, so we're going to chopping block. (laughs) You you have been chopped. (laughs) Bobby Flay comes out of nowhere. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> You're done. You're first nothing. Have you seen that show, The Weakest Link? The Weakest Link. It's uh, like a. It's like a. It was like an old game show, uh, from like the two thousands, and this like there was like this very like, st- uh, like strict looking British woman as the host, and it, the whole point is like you you know you have to answer trivia questions and then you make a bank. And then at the end, at the end of the, at the end of each round, all the players see like, who is the weakest link or who do they want out? Like, it's like survivor in a sense, with trivia, but with trivia. Yeah. And so, and so when they pick the votes and whoever gets voted, right. The British woman goes, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. (laughs) And then they just have to walk out. And it's just like, it's just like dead silence. (laughs) Oh, I feel so ashamed. I see her. Ann Robinson. I I'm looking at right now. I feel so bad if she voted me out. Oh, it's so it's 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 a you're the weakest uh, link, hun. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> it's like every time. So we're doing uh play by play announcers play-by-play for the announcers. NFL. We're doing current, right? So these are people that are on who I felt were, you know, they're the top of their game, they make the big bucks, and they're on the leading networks for the NFL, right? So the NFL is on ESPN, it's on CBS, it's on Fox, and it's on NBC. So I just said, easy enough. So we got from Fox. I like Fox how I like sports. I like how it's only like from the Packers. We have Aaron Rodgers. No, from the Fox we have. <laughs> from Fox we have Joe Buck. From NBC we have Al Michaels. 
from CBS, we have Jim Nance. Yeah. And from ESPN, we have Steve Levy. Steve Levy. And those are your four choices. Those are my four Nance, choices. For play-by-play commentators. Uh, you'll know each one of them. Okay. I Yeah, I know. I know each one of these guys. <laughs> Very intimately. <laughs> You know, hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay. All right, Trey. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. my decision right now. Yeah. And I think because of legacy. Hmm. Yeah. I think because of legacy. All right. And this is mm-hmm. this is this is what going to be my first pick. And I'm going to give my golden egg out first. My, I'm going to give my golden egg out first, and I'm going to give the golden egg to. I think I'm going to give it to. Hmm. I'm gonna give it to Al Michaels. Mm. No, the man, the man's been around. He he's he's pretty solid. He's fairly unbiased, and uh, I like his takes. He he's quick. He gets right to it, and I like his color commentary when he's not like you know on the games when he's you know like before or after. Uh, yeah, he, you know he's he's one of the uh, the announcing goats, and he, he seems like a nice guy. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. take it. You have to take into account kind of how they work with their partner, their color commentator partner, and. Like, yeah, I guess their ability to are you kind of understanding what's happening on the field at the same time? Like, is it an enjoyable watch experience? Like, if you can't be like watching it on mute. <laughs> that would be they, the sign of a add, bad play by play. Right. It's like, do they add to what they what they're saying? Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. So you got Al Michaels as your golden egg. Oh, uh, man. Okay. Now I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking about when I used to watch Jim Nance and Phil Sims, and that was some of the worst broadcasting that I've ever heard. <laughs> I hated, I hated every time I turned on a football game and it was Jim, you know, Jim Nance and Phil Sims. <laughs> oh my god! I think a lot of it was really brought down by Phil Sims. I think he Phil was, Sims. Phil Sims was not a great. I'm so glad he made it went to the studio because yeah, I can't, I couldn't handle him doing more games. Phil Sims, especially awful, man. He yeah, especially he was not awful. Great. He's and he, good. yeah, and he's in the studio now, and he's just kind of like spitting out words, mm-hmm. like he's just kind of reading off the prompt. Jim yeah. Nance, though, the problem I have with Jim Nance is that he he takes biases and he's doing play by play. It happens, yes, but during the games, like like those, um, Nance because he'll Romo say games, Nance yeah. Romo games. He'll say something. He'll like talk about a pass, and he'll be like, "That was an awful pass to uh, you know, da 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 da." To put awful in there, like that's you know. You can. T- I you mean, can tell- Ooh, okay, okay, you're right. It, that, depends, that, that, it depends on the play. Like you, sometimes you want to call and want to call. Sometimes you want to say, you want to say, yeah. like that was an awful pass. But, yeah, but for sure, um, for sure. I guess more, more, more to that is like when he keeps doing it, and then for certain teams, or like it'll be a fine play, and he'll just kind of be like, "Oh, that was terrible." Mm, or, mm. or or opposite side where he's like, "Oh, that's oh my god, they're so, oh my god, they're so good." Like how uh, I think it especially happens when he when he does uh, Chiefs games, and. Like you could tell, there's like a real like he boosts up every like like every time like Tyreek Hill names show up or Mahomes like it, it, like everything like has to be more than what it actually is if the play is like you know what I mean like if it's like a like a normal play it's like an amazing play for Mahomes and it's like I I, I get what you mean I get what you mean that and that's in that mm-hmm. and for that reason. You know, like, all right, well, let's think about, you know, Steve Levy, Stevie Levy and Joe Buck. Like Joe Buck is, is fine. You know, Joe mm-hmm. Buck is, he's fine. Mm-hmm. 
I think he's fine. And, yeah. and I, I think I think just thinking back to my childhood, I, my special hatred for the Jim Nance, Phil Sims podcast, Jim Nance is going to get cut. If he never announces again, I'll be okay. Wow. So you so you picked your golden egg and, and people you picked pick, your cut. I've picked, I've, picked, I've picked my golden egg and I picked my cut. And some people will probably disagree. Some people say, oh, Jim Nance really knows how to call football. But yeah. No, I, 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 uh, I totally understand. Like, there's something to, there's something to like separate the voice, right? Because like you need a really good voice. Like Jim Nance has a good announcing, like he has a good play-by-play voice. Yeah, he does for sure. He but has, then he the personality a, is what I don't like. Yeah, then like you gotta, you can't just like separate that. Like I, like I love, like, uh, no, I actually don't want to name other people that we might actually talk about in future gauntlets, but like Uh, if they had a good voice, right. And then you're like, Ooh, that like, that's a really good, like, I want to hear him call games, but then you're like, always like, like, why do you have to say that? Or like, why is this like, why is this like the same position on this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, you got to like kind of grapple with that. If you're trying to figure out who you like as an announcer or not. So I will go with you, Max. I like Al Michaels. I, I like his voice. I think been in the game for a long time. Got a good quality to it. Yeah, he's been in the game for a long time, and he, he like game he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, like just a he's like a, he's just, like he's got the happy old guy vibes now. Yeah, just a solid guy. I think one thing about all of these guys is like they're not we're like, all white. Yes, that that <laughs> yes, <laughs> and there's not something like overtly special about like. Like, no, them. And, like that's I don't, what, and that's why I had to pick my top and my bottom. Yeah. I just had to go with the floor and the ceiling. So I'm yeah. like, 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 yeah, they've all had like really, they've all, or at least Buck, Nance, and Michaels, all have had like great careers in broadcasting. And they've been in the game for so long, done amazing games, legends in their, in their own right. But like, I don't know, at this stage, if I'm speaking like my current favorites and stuff, like I, I like broadcast. I like some broadcasters better than them. So it's like, like I'm not really picking them up first. So, but of the of the four, Michael's first. I'm actually gonna go uh, first bench spot, Buck, and okay. and I know Buck has had moments, especially in baseball, where his voice kind of drones and he doesn't. Like he he doesn't he doesn't like fully encapsulate what's like like the excitement of a play and it and people hate him for it right, but I think over the past couple of years, especially in football, like I I feel like he's been making a concerted effort. Like I I enjoy Buck Buck Aikman games from football like a lot. Like I think a I think I I like Buck has a great voice and. Like as much as he like, I made a stupid call for the Randy Moss mooning play against Green Bay, and uh, <laughs> he he tries to you know bring his dad's uh, vibe into the baseball stuff, and it doesn't really pan out the same way. He makes some. He's made some really good, like the Minneapolis miracle call with the dig sideline. Like that gives me chills. Like that's an amazing call, right? So like he he has really really good moments in football, and um, that I think people have to like recognize that like he's had his moments, and I think over the past couple of years, like past 
five, six years. He's been like, I haven't had many problems with him. So I want to keep Buck as my second. And then, oof. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. It's like, it's like, I, like, I don't like, like, like the Steve Levy broadcasts are so boring. <laughs> like, I do not want to watch, like, that's why I end up watching the Manning cast. Right. It's because I don't watch it for Steve Levy. Like, and we'll talk about, um, his counterparts, uh, his his color commentators. I like the analysis they give, but Steve Levy's actual play by play is is so boring and so like dull. And like you can tell he's like trying to manufacture excitement, and it's like not like like it's it's not really his thing to like you know go over and above like even if he like sometimes you just need to like be excited even if you're not even if you're like not like oh this is crazy like some sort of excitement to like bring to the fans you're like oh yeah yeah like that's a crazy play like it's you should make things sound crazy so steve levy doesn't do that so he's boring but um so i'm gonna have to put i'm gonna have to put nance in my second spot and levy i'm gonna have to cut him um there are nance calls that i like um and when it was with him and Phil Sims, I appreciated Nance a lot more. Yeah. Um, and because he was the only reason that that stuff was still on air. Yes, and he's definitely been knocked down a notch with Romo. The first year with Romo was I really liked it. I liked their chemistry. Uh, it felt like you know they could make little quips back and forth and talk about the game and, you know, poke fun and stuff. And then you felt like entertained. Right. But now they're, now they're like so off sync and Nance feels like he's just run down at this point, but over his career, I've probably liked him more than I like Steve Levy over the past couple of years in Monday night football. Um, okay, fair. So like since Mike Tirico left Monday night football as not been good um so uh i'm gonna have to cut steve levy okay yeah that is that there you have it folks another episode of amateur hour in the books i'm your host uh or what this is well what is it this is a professional sports (laughs) podcast by people who have never played professional sports i'm your host max along with shreyas and we will see you next time peace